This week's episode is brought to you in part by FNX Fit, a fitness supplements brand that can get you hooked up with all of your pre, post, during workout needs as well as other nutritional supplements. Use checkout code CARLPOOLING at fnxfit.com to get 15% off your order. All right, I'm going to apologize, but not because I'm sorry. Just because I set expectations for everyone that I didn't keep. Sorry we didn't have an episode last week. I was literally dead. Um, luckily, I befriended a cabal of necromancers. And they, they took some dirt from my grave and some my bones, several of my bones, and they've reanimated me. Um, if I sound bad, it's not because I have bronchitis. It's because my lungs were dead for a week. Um, but no, oh, they didn't—they didn't get to save your lungs. Did they not tell you that? They didn't do my lungs. No, you. Ah, your that's lungs. That's like one of the most important p- parts. Well, I mean, yeah, and they get that. Um, so they 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 put their heads together, and so you got one uh, poodle lung and one lion lung. I literally um, told them just before becoming deceased. I said, "Remember the five important parts of the human body." Right. Okay? Of course. Skin. Yes, and brain. <laughs> yes, and then then heart. Yes, and and lung. And did I say four or five? You said five, so one uh, more. Yes, and? and then and then middle finger. Right. Of course. And, and luckily. Of course. They still reattach those because I'm telling you what, I spent the past week being deathly ill and it wasn't COVID um, because it's a hoax. <laughs> uh, no, because it was, I don't know. I just tested negative. I don't know what to tell you. And then I know I was so disappointed when I got a negative test on her. I've right, never been more disappointed been, in my whole life. You would have been one of the specials once you recovered. I know. I would have gotten to be just like Chris Cuomo. <laughs> running around spitting on old people lying about going to the gym mm. uh it would have been great but instead i just have normal normal diseases uh like a poor anyhow uh, but i've i've spent that time and you know then two weeks ago we discussed uh some theology with our buddy foster and so the news cycle has just been eating away at my soul and right now I, I'm sick. I'm if I'm literally sucking on a cough drop. I've got my juice right next to me. My room is a mess. I have more mucus in my lungs than could ever be considered reasonable. And my I, I, Jordan B. Peterson would be so mad if he looked around. I mean, it's just a, a complete <laughs> state of dishevelment. I've been watching the news and just punching every surface in my apartment. Uh, I'm so I'm so angry. And right now it probably sounds like I'm joking. Just give it a minute. We're going to warm up it into it. Yeah. I'm I'm telling you, when we said that the gaslighting was about to start and about to start in a major way, boy were we right. Go ahead and mark down one uh fair prediction for Carl pulling there. So anyway, 
That's my yeah. week. I've just been imploding internally into a raging sun of ire and anger at everybody that has ever lived. Hunter, how are you up? How, how are you doing? What are you up to? I'm, well, you know, it's just bright and sunny and everything's going great. And I've deleted Twitter and I never, <laughs> I never look at Fox news ever. And, uh, I'm telling you, buddy, I keep my room clean. So Jordan Peterson sits on my on my shoulder and he's just like, hey, good job, buddy. But there's other rules. Go figure those out. And so, you know, wow, your that sucks. Jordan Peterson impression needs work. I wasn't doing my Jordan Peterson impression. That was my impression of myself doing an impression of an angel, Jordan Peterson. So, you know, it's like 13 steps removed there. That's some that's some high level chess right there. Donald Trump I'm, taught me everything I know. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm perfect at it, but I know it's in a higher register. Like, you can't just do the Canadian thing. You've got to go up here and really lean into it. Like, really find the Canadian deep within you, but in a high register. Deep down in your soul, but up here somewhere. So when you tell someone to clean up their room, they feel it. Land on every level. That's good. Um, I don't know. How is that? Maybe I'm better at it when I'm sick. I don't know. Um, You definitely sounded, sounded good, and I liked it. Um, but you definitely sound sick, um, but, <laughs> but so does he, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it works. All right, Hunter, I, I'm literally bursting at the seams here. Why don't you give us the roadkill so, <coughs> so I can start to, to shred these people. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, Christopher, great, 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 great news. Um, we know there's been a crisis in America. We know things have been just going terrible and, Buddy, it's just good to know that the people in power have not abandoned us. Uh, ladies and gentlemen of the great state of Florida, Kamala Harris is coming to save you. Uh, oh, thank God. In this uh, fantastic tweet of her getting off, uh, I don't know, one of the airplanes the government drives, um, she says... <laughs> <laughs> the government know. drives the airplane. I was. It's called comedy, Chris. Okay. Did they ban Dr. Seuss while you were learning to read? Because like, I feel like your comprehension level just plummeted. I I don't know, but I'm pretty sure uh, Dr. Seuss would come up with a much more clever word for how the airplanes are piloted slash flown slash whatever. Uh, but um, he's she simply tweeted this out of her stepping off the airplane. Hey, Florida, help is here. Uh, yeah. So the Californian is going to save Florida, Chris. <laughs> I saw the picture. Um, you know, one of the funny things about Florida uh, that doesn't it doesn't have in common with California is that it's not on fire and covered in shit. Huh. Wait, let me. Oh, my God. You're right. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to make of that, but perhaps we should all just watch our watch ourselves a little bit, Kamala. Um, yeah. Also, I saw the picture, and it's like her shot from below, walking down the steps of the plane, like she's from Men in Black or something. And it's like that level of hero complex is hard to even wrap your mind around. What is one like ex prostitute showing up in your state? For one, Florida won't notice; they have plenty. Prosecutor, already. prosecutor, not prostitute. Well, por que no los dos, Hunter. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <clears throat> I mean, I remember how she got that job. Anyway, oh um, I just, I just, to to take that shot of yourself and be like, don't worry, I'm finally here. What is one person going to do 
and, and then again, what crisis was it again that Florida had that you were going to solve? They're right. like middle of the pack for COVID deaths as opposed to the state you came from, you bearer of disease. Mm. Anyhow. It's also, it, it struck me in like the political sense is very uh, presidential, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, which is kind of terrifying. Um, and we're seeing slips like that from the administration stuff um slips from the administration are we hunter i think it was very bold of you this week not to go with joe biden falling up the stairs seven times (laughs) speaking of slips from this administration (laughs) it it just feels it feels mean to hit the guy while he's falling down the stairs while he's literally down (laughs) yeah while he's literally down i just can't do it um this week also, uh, I almost did this one, but I didn't. Uh, so nearly half of Americans have gained unwanted weight during lockdowns, and the average oh, no. gain is 29 pounds. Holy crap. Right? So, <laughs> what? So half of Americans have gained weight. And not only have they gained weight, they've gained 30 pounds on average. So that was almost roadkill this week. It's kind of like a bonus How? kill, if you'll tell. How? How is the world not spinning off of its axis? I just love the fact that, like, <laughs> I just love the fact that, like, you come out of lockdown, you meet your friends, and you're like, oh, you grew an extra toddler. Who are you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just going to be an exciting experience for everyone. So Yeah. I went into lockdown pretty trim. I'm going to come out looking like Chris Farley's fat brother. Um, <laughs> anyhow. Wow. That's incredible news honey thank you so much for sharing that with me i'm breaking that today this show is really all about no it's not actually what this show is about is yeah let's give people what they want finding the truth but today it's about unmitigated hate and rampage (laughs) and malevolence no all kidding aside we didn't do the bit of the show where we tell people what the show is should we do that now and then get to the hate oh yeah look go ahead do it let's get let's get all of the work out of the way Right, right, right. Okay, guys, we got to eat our carrots and peas before we can have our, um, you know, ice cream. Um, so, you know, Carl Pulling is a show between two brothers that used to occur in a Honda Civic. We would drive around and record our thoughts. Then COVID happened. Now we record the show remotely. It's our conversations about politics, religion, and all those wonderful things that will get you fired. Uh, yeah. So please be careful listening to this show out loud at work. Uh, your boss may overhear you and force you into diversity training, which you will undoubtedly fail. So yes, you have been because forewarned. the only way to pass it is to unfortunately remove your to take an eternal eternal sleepy time, a self Correct. a self eternal sleepy time. Aww, uh, I've been learning words to get a get away from the iTunes censors. <laughs> uh, <laughs> write in if you know what that one meant. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyhow. We have our own like dictionary of like the Carl pulling like the words and what they mean so that we can like say like, you know, the donkeys. And that just means, you know, you can figure that one out on your own kids. Good work. Asses. Hello? Thank you. <laughs> That's it. I got That's there. It. Hunter. That's um, it. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to have to get the edit button out or the, the edit hurts out for this podcast. OK, so all kidding aside. Hmm. You're a pathetic weakling, and I hate you. And there's only one way to change it, and that's by going to carlpulley.com slash FNX. All jokes aside, FNX is the only way that you're going to lose the 30 COVID pounds that you've gained. 
so that you don't look like you're growing a homunculus in your own your your own boobs. Look, ramen ramen is a food, not a lifestyle, and some of you really need to hear that right now. So go over to FNX Fit and get just buy everything. Just go through and just click add to cart as many times as you can because if that statistic is true uh which i have every reason to believe it is we need as much dietary supplement right now as we can possibly obtain so seriously all jokes aside carlpooling.com slash fnx use checkout code carlpooling to get 15 percent off oh my okay God. I left I'm you so, hanging there. That got me I'm good. So, okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm so sick. I'm about to die. Um, <laughs> this is welcome to the Carl Pooling wrap up malevolence hate field rant episode that's fueled by a delirious cocktail of Robitussin and Sudafed. Um, no, I'm not cooking anything. But seriously, this medicine I have, it's just like we put everything in it. It's literally called all in one. And it's just like, just enjoy they're like if you take more than two packets every 24 hours you will certainly die so don't do that does that far i haven't i don't know i don't think so because it was over the counter okay Um, all right so we've missed a lot of the news cycle the news has gotten incredibly out of hand the the lies and damned lies that we're being told time and time again have gotten to the point where They've, in my opinion, exceeded what is typical, and they're branching out into a a new level of depravity, a new level of eyes wide shut, don't look, you know, at the man behind the curtain, level of distraction, diffusion, nothing it matters anymore no nothing that you said previously matters anymore we're seeing people rewrite the agenda and the narrative and the story in real time and and the main thing we're going to talk about today is the stop asian hate and hopefully i've slowed my role a little bit by then because it's a very serious topic that we have to discuss a very sad topic that we have to discuss and you know as we're preparing for the show today we hear about this new shooting that happened in Boulder, Boulder, Colorado. And, mm-hmm. and so obviously every time that there's a, a tragedy like that, especially two tragedies back to back, it's worth thinking about. And, and before we get into the politics of that, I just want to say that my heart goes out to those victims yes. and their families yes. and, and our, our thoughts and our prayers are, are with you. And no one deserves to have to go through something like that. Uh, but but you know the world is a the world is a evil evil place and so that's the most important thing I think we have to say about it. Um, so as long as that's understood, we can dive into some of the minutia. But let's not start there. Hunter, yep. I've written a uh, document for today's show, mm-hmm. and if you were to read it on live television, it would have to be on BET because. The only way that this would pass the censorship is if it was in a rap song. Um, yes. And, and not one performed by the gyrating undulations of Megan V. Stallion and Cardiferous B. Yeah. Uh, less yeah. said about that, the better. I threw yeah. up seven times just now in my mouth and had to edit it out of the podcast. 
Um, if you haven't seen it yet, good. You're one of the living that remain among us, except for the, the other ones who have watched it, who have had our eyes and our minds hollowed out by the perverseness of it. In addition to that, um, when did that become attractive? Like, the COVID-30 is really really struck some of us and they're not exempt and i just don't get it maybe that's just me i'm not into the thick with two c's i guess but like it it just it just looks like two people who have no business being scantily clad doing it on the stage yeah i mean um the less said about that the better is what i'm gonna take your advice there (laughs) i'm gonna go back to that just be like it's gross it's super gross. It continues to be super gross. Uh, we need uh, the only we need the o- we need way better art, and we'll move on. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. The only good thing to come of it is that now uh, Candace Owens is going to be the CEO of all that. So, yeah, hard to be disappointed with that. Sure. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So we got a couple different topics today. We're going to end up with with. Um, hate crimes and gun violence, but I want to start with the border Uh, and we're just going to start turning up the heat here and it's not going to stop. Yeah, exactly. Hunter, what border? And that's the thing that's so frustrating about it is that it took weeks and months for, for Jen Psaki to call this a crisis. What's happening on the border right now. And then after she accidentally slipped that it was a crisis because by all intents, it is a crisis. Then she went and walked it back. This is an absolutely insane number of migrants that are coming to the southern border. And in interviews, they're saying they are coming specifically, specifically because they're more comfortable with Joe Biden than they were with Donald Trump. Now, you can think whatever you want about immigration and illegal immigration and kids on the border and all of that kind of stuff. However, this is exactly, precisely what the conservative argument was all the years that Trump was in power is that if you let people come in you are going to create a humanitarian crisis on the border larger than the one that we're currently seeing guess what fact check true it's happening right now the border facilities are so crowded that for one they the facilities themselves have never been this crowded in the history of the border taking into account seasonality which happens with these things typically there's higher numbers in the summer and we're still just coming out of winter into spring however we're on track to have the highest number ever recorded of interactions with migrants at the border this year based on the rhetoric of the biden administration hunter any thoughts on that um i mean not more to add there except just it it, you know it's this this is why it everything about this just sucks a ton. Um, it sucks a ton because we have it's just very very obvious that nobody really wants to do anything about this um, in a meaningful way. Um, sure. And I think we talked about it a little bit that on previous shows how you know building a wall is not exactly an inefficient idea you know and there is better mm-hmm. ways to do that. Um, and it's, but it sure does turn out the base, my friend. Um, it gets those people wild and crazy and happy. Um, and then this is just, this is just proof that, you know, the Democrats want the, uh, want the brownie points of being nice and kind and empathetic, uh, that their base likes. 
and they don't necessarily have a plan what to do about massive immigration. That's exactly um, right, Hunter. That's exactly right. And and here's the thing. The whole reason that they were saying last year that they didn't want <clears throat> these immigration policies, this harsh immigration policy from Trump, is because kids were kids on the border were being kept in cages. They pretended like they gave a damn about that. They pretended like they cared about kids on the border in cages. Well, now we've set up a system, an incentivization system, where idiots get on TV and say, oh, just don't come right now. Just just give us a couple minutes to get everything set up for you. And people are coming in droves, and we've got more kids on the border in worse conditions than there ever has been. By the way, the Flores settlement was made law under the Obama administration when Joe Biden was in power. Just so you know, the detention facilities that, that Trump used, and the vast majority of them, and the... the legislation that allowed kids to be to be stored separated from their parents was all existent under the obama administration in fact recently they've built new facilities in tents in the elements effectively because they can't house all of these people and they're over they're keeping kids longer than is legally allowed and they're at seven to eight times capacity for these facilities now what they said last year was that they didn't like that kids were being detained on the border they didn't like these kids in cages well now they're calling them youth detention facilities there's more kids than ever and they're defending the policy and the rhetoric that put them there you don't care about kids in cages you care about the optics and turning out the base. And your agenda is so paper thin right now that everybody can see it. Everybody with eyes should be able to see this agenda. And, and it has nothing to do with actual empathy for the people that you pretended to care about. And that's what's so enraging about this policy. If you, if you don't like kids at the border, more than ever under Joe Biden. More than ever. Right. So which one of you liberals is going to be brave enough to say that there might be a mistake with our rhetoric and our immigration policy because it creates the very thing we pretended to care about? Hmm. Which one? Yeah. Who's going to stand up and say it? Yeah, no, I think that I think um, I think that's those are great points, Chris. I, th I think this is dangerous in a lot of ways. I also think um just the big issue with with all of this is um the, the fact that um it, it it doesn't seem like there's anything that that people really want to do here or or make it better and i think i think there's a lot of really smart strategies i think there's a lot of things that can that you that can be done um but but it's clear that the biden administration is not is not interested in any of that um yeah. It's clear that it's just a political uh, tool, and it, it's this is what I think we're gonna. I'm gonna say like 800 times on this show is uh, just based on the topics we're gonna cover. Is this is a return back to the swampy politics we had before Trump? And I'm not an advocating for the new Trumpian style, so to speak. I really hope the Republicans have learned their lesson and they gotten what they need, but they don't necessarily stick with that stuff. Um, right. but this return back to Biden sucks and it's going to continue to suck and it's going to continue to suck in these repeatable ways where the swamp doesn't necessarily want to, you know, they want to keep their coalition. They want to send the money to the people that support them and they don't really want to do more than that. Um, yeah, and that's a hundred percent right. I mean, where yeah. is AOC now? 
Yeah, exactly. Whereas, remember when she dressed up in all white and went down to the border to have her little photo op because she was so terribly sad about the kids in cages? And actually, right. she couldn't even get close enough to, to the facility to actually see any of the actual kids in cages. So what she did instead is, I guess, like squeezed a lemon in her eye so she could cry in front of an empty parking lot. And they took pictures of her and they post them all over social media. Well, sweetheart, we're talking about seven to eight times that capacity in the detention facilities right now. So where's a big rubbery tear for this one? That's a good point, too, Chris. And I think the thing that's interesting about this is the fact that the media has been kept out. Um, have you heard the enemy of the have you heard any of that? Like the media, the media coming out and saying, like, this president is a Nazi. He he hates the freedom of the press. It's like, yeah. Uh, he hates migrants because he's keeping right. them in cages. Your right. guy's doing it and he's doing it worse. And right, you exactly. say nothing because you're pathetic. You are, you're a liar and a hypocrite and you're pathetic. And it, it's, it's so unbelievable right now. And you know what? It's Orwellian. We're not going to do anything. Joe sure. Biden's yeah. not going to visit the southern border. AOC's not going to go stand out there and her... $5,000 tracksuit. And, and furthermore, we're going to change the language again. Now, our new Orwellian newspeak of the day is, no, this isn't a crisis. These are actually just youth detention facilities. Right. And, and the sycophants in the media are just lapping it up like the obedient little lap dogs that they are. Oh, these are youth detention facilities. This isn't the same as Trump. This is the empath in chief. You mm. are disgusting. It's yeah. di it is disgusting to me that people are following along with this stuff. I will and, and, say and here's the thing. Here's the going. thing. I don't care. I understand the Flores settlement. I understand that kids are coming across the border in adverse conditions. I understand that sometimes they have to be separated from the person that they show up with. I understand that there are complications with that. I want them treated humanely. I want them treated as well as we possibly can treat them. And I want them to be, I don't want them to just be released into the interior. So there's a reasonable policy that we could find at the bottom of all this. That's all irrelevant. That's not what we're talking about. The thing that we're talking about is you pretended that this mattered. That you, your heart bled right. exactly. for exactly. this. And now you don't care at all. So don't confuse my rhetoric with joining your side that this is the gravest sin that's ever befallen us. Right. No, you said that it was, and now you don't care because you're a bunch of liars. This is not the anger that you're communicating has nothing to do with the policy that are being, that both sides are doing. It has nothing to do with, uh, you know, the Republican or the Democrat stance on this. It's the actual fact that this this was your measuring stick. This was yeah. your standard. And now you're breaking it worse than your enemies and you're ignoring it. Right. Uh, uh, so yeah. it's, it's clear. most importantly, you're lying about it. Right. It's clear that it was a political tool, not something that you actually cared about. Exactly. Um, and and I, I agree with you it, that that's, that's extremely frustrating. Credit where credit is due. Uh, Jake Tapper is finally saying something about this, um, which okay, is great. Good. Jake actually does a good job with this stuff most of the time. Um, but, you know, still, you know, still, this is a yeah. pretty, this is something a lot of people are being silent on and not giving a good voice to. Um, and definitely took them a long time to be able to say anything about it, too. Whereas as soon as these pictures started coming up, 
and information came come up with Trump, people were so eager to get this out and talk about this. They were literally getting the pictures wrong, right? Yeah. They were posting yeah. them from uh, different countries. They were posting them under different administrations. You know, this. Uh, now we have none of that. We have none of those mistakes. So. Right. They were literally posting photos saying this is Trump's kids in cages that were taken under Obama. Right. Um, and you see none of that now. Okay. Well, you'll also remember in The Mandalorian, the picture that that guy posted the main uh, character from there. He posted yeah. one that was from a different country. Right. Right. Uh, say, so and we'll get to more of that whole story here, I'm sure. But anyway. Well, let's let's jump into that for a second, because. Okay. Because, let's go to the cancel culture. Uh, let's put a button on the border. Mm. He, here's the bottom line. You, and I'm talking to the left here, do not care about kids on the border. You lied about caring about kids on the border to victimize Donald Trump. And what you've done here, and what you've with the hand that you've tipped, now that we can all read the cards, here's what they say. I care more about persecuting the perceived persecutor than about empathy for the victim. And that's mm -hmm. a theme that we are going to come back to on this show because mm -hmm. that's exactly what this group is doing. So let's be very clear about this. They don't care about the victims, although that's what they're, they scream. They care about sticking fingers in the eye of those that they don't like. Mm -hmm. It's a perverse way to live in the world and watch the perversion get worse over the next hour of this show. Okay. So jumping into the cancel culture then, Hunter. Okay. We've been told lately um, that, you know, cancel culture, oh, it's exaggerated. It's a myth. It's this, it's that. Mm. And the whole while, we're watching things like Gina Carano, like you mentioned, getting fired mm -hmm. for posting... Perhaps, I, yeah, perhaps in poor taste, Jody Shaw is a great, a great example. Um, what school is she at? I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, I can't remember. I think it was somewhere. It's Connecticut, Vermont, Massachusetts, somewhere up yeah, in that area. Somewhere up there in Satan's armpit. But <laughs> go, go look up Jody Shaw's story if you haven't seen it yet. Um, but, but, uh, you know, we got Ben Shapiro hosting a, uh, or or curating a edition of the the playbook at the Atlantic, and the entire right. newsroom had to shut down. Right, and then you know they take away Mr. Potato Head for some unknown reason. Uh, not that I truly care about Mr. Potato Head. Um, uh, I think the the toxic maleness of Woody deserves to to be handled first. I mean. <laughs> For like a hundred reasons, we've got to re-examine that. Um, <laughs> anyhow, and then, but okay, then the Dr. Seuss thing happens, and you you mm. can't read these books. Oh, but Hunter, it's not cancel culture. No, no, no. Don't don't get it misconstrued. This isn't cancel culture. The company decided to stop selling these books. It had nothing to do with the culture of cancellation, right? You remember right. these arguments, okay? Right. Which we all know is horse crap, because, right, because the next the next obvious question is why did they decide to stop selling those books right and, and the obvious answer is cancel culture yeah exactly it comes right, right back around but we've been told that it, it wasn't real and that it didn't matter Hunter, let's talk about the gaslighting for just a minute here i'm gonna okay. i'm gonna read two headlines 
from CNN. One of them was from September 2019, and one of them, I'm going to read the first bit of this article as well, and mm-hmm. one is from 2021. It came out um, on March 7th, okay? Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Why cancel culture doesn't always work. That's the first article. Name okay. a celebrity who has ever said or done anything remotely controversial. They've probably been canceled. It's a growing phenomenon that's left no one unscathed, from comedians and actors to musicians and TV hosts. Some people rail against this cancel culture, while others say it's necessary, and a lot of people just have questions. Here are some answers. And they, they go through and say, does cancel, canceling actually work? And they're like, ah, it depends. So actually work, what they mean is, can you actually cancel someone and have them removed from polite society? Right. So they're just, okay. Here's the headline from, from March 7th, 2021. You ready? Yes. It's time to cancel this talk of cancel culture. <laughs> what exactly is cancel culture? Is it someone oh, getting fired or harassment for, uh, for harassment or problematic views? No, that's a workplace doing its job. Is it a popular figure losing pan- fans or affiliation because of their past actions? No, that's the power of public opinion. Is it a company choosing not to publish a book or a group of people boycotting a brand? No, that's just the free market at work. Cancel culture as it's understood today isn't real. So here's the thing about that article that you just read the second time. And I, and I understand your point is that look at this CNN in 2019 and look at the CNN in 2021. They're night and day. They don't, yeah. they don't, it's like they're not talking to each other. They're internally right. incongruent. One is, oh, it's not Correct. real. And the other one is, well, it doesn't always work. And then the thing that's so funny about the second article is they're able to hide behind the fact that, yes, that is correct. You know, a, a company getting rid of a troublesome employee is the HR department doing the right thing, right? Sure. A company deciding not to sell a book, you know, is the free market taking uh, taking its effect. The question is, what is the force, you know, what is the morality of the company being affected by? Right. What are the standards that the company is having to adopt? And then the question is, what is happening where a company doesn't feel like it's okay to sell a certain book? Right. And those can be good reasons or they can be bad reasons. And whenever it is that a tiny vocal minority is forcing everybody to live to the standards that they think are correct. Right. When Abram X. Kendi and uh, the lady who wore white fragility. Robin D'Angelo. Thank you. Uh, she who shall not be named, Christopher. Um, white when, when, Right. When when they white when they control everything that we say, think, and do, so to speak, that's what we're talking about is cancel culture, right? That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Well, and, actually, and, it, CNN tells us what it actually is in the first ep- in their first article. Yep. And, and Help me by out. the way, they 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 change it. So vastly from what they say in the second one. I'll read it again. Name a celebrity who has ever said or done anything remotely controversial. They've probably been canceled. So we're not talking about harassment in the workplace. No, your standard was remotely controversial. Right. And that's what we're talking about when we say cancel culture. Not this BS you made up about you don't have to buy Goya beans if you're a loser. Mm. You, You obviously don't. Yes, that's the free market at work. No, what's not the free market at work is... I'm going to go to Publix and tell them that I'm going to have a targeted harassment campaign against Publix if they don't take Goya beans off the shelf. That's right. 
cancel culture. And that's right. more closely aligned with the remotely controversial standard than this bogus standard you made up. Like people who are against cancel culture don't want people who commit harassment in the workplace to be fired. You right. liars. Well, it also just depends. And that's I think that's the problem that we're having, too, is that what is harassment? And I don't mean that like stupidly, you know, um, but I think we're I think that term is really getting thin on us and we're not really it's not really defined very well. And I don't have to make that argument to you and I don't think I have to make that argument to our audience. But, yeah. you know, obviously we want harass her people that commit actual harassment out of the workplace. But if you, you know, if you do something slightly off color um, or anything like that, um, you know, that, I, I remember the the story about the guy who was who stepped in the elevator and said, what floor are you going to the lingerie department? Right. Yeah. Like it's an obviously funny joke and I can't remember wh wh how that story ended, but you get my point, right? Is that, that's, that's not harassment. That that's a funny joke. That's it's, it's uh, what is it? Um, uh, what are those uh, sitcom? It's sitcom level humor, right? Like Jerry's Jerry. That's it's a Jerry big, Seinfeld it, joke. It's big bang theory level. Right. Exactly. It's that clean. If that sort of makes sense. Anyway. Right. Well, and, so. and that's and that's the thing, Hunter, is that they're they're changing exactly what cancel culture means because now it doesn't serve them. Now we've already canceled Donald Trump. Now it's it serves so weird. Us way these less dirty hippies, huh? these dirty hippies, are like wanting all this free love and no rules, just right, and all this nonsense, and now are just like the biggest Puritans ever. That that's it's what so it is. strange. Right? But but it's it's not pure Puritanism for the sake of purity, Hunter. No, it's yeah. it's pure, it's puritanical for the purposes of power, which it yes. shouldn't be surprising because that's exactly how they construe the world. And so you have you have now not just a, a I see what rebellion you're against the products or or services or people themselves who are cancelable. You have a rebellion against the idea that we're canceling them in the first place, simultaneously right. with the canceling. And yeah. the reason that the narrative has shifted is because they believe now that they'll have the the power to cancel those things that they want to cancel and the power to cancel anybody who notices. And that's the dirty trick that they're playing right here. And they've been playing it in a bunch of different places lately. The media and the far left and the woke online is this game that we're going to do something terribly outrageous. And if you notice that we've done something terribly outrageous, you're a bigot for noticing right. or you're an idiot for caring like mm. it's just a kid's book why do you care about dr seuss well right. actually i don't care it got canceled because you care so much and right, now that exactly. you've done something clearly idiotic i'm going to comment on it right let me give you the worst example because this is going to make your skin melt and not just because i'm going to be talking about brian stelter although the Imagining of him is enough to cause a dry womb in every vicinity in which it is it is uh, enacted and and conjured. Uh, anyhow, that's a joke about his appearance, Hunter. Um, oh, <laughs> and also his mannerisms and uh, but he doesn't care though because he's gay. Uh, but my mistake. Anyway, uh, which mm, tough. There's a lot of good-looking gay people out there. Uh, Brian Stelter isn't one of them. All so, these are jokes, guys. All uh, these are jokes. No, that's not a joke. That's that's a hundred percent verifiable fact. Just, just a joke, guys. <laughs> Moving right along. Roadkill is a great part of the show. Okay. So, anyway, here's Brian Stelter over the past year. Let's just think about some of the things that he's done, other than be an odious toad. 
He <laughs> fact or joke? Uh, technically satire. Uh, ah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I think you'll recall when he and his cohort at CNN talked day in day out about the Covington Catholic kids. No, hmm. uh, and hmm. made outrageous allegations against Nick Sandman the perceived leader of the ragtag bunch who didn't move out of the way for repeat charlatan Nate Phillips and his drum of annoyance. He, he libeled them so heavily that CNN actually had to pay out. They settled with Nick Sandman. And then after that settlement, they had to come back and, and, get entangled in a legal battle once again because Brian Stelter asserted on uh, on his Twitter via a retweet that all they did was pay him nuisance money, a, a settlement of which he knew nothing about, which broke the confidentiality agreement in the settlement payment, and so they had to get embroiled in it again. But they wow. did everything in their power to try and cancel the Covington Catholic kids, and we've yeah. seen that work several times. People not getting into universities, et cetera, ad nauseum, because they, they flashed the OK sign and the mainstream media picked it up. You know what I'm right. saying? Yes, yes. So we've seen that. We've also seen him go on not unhinged, but tirades against OANN. And look, I actually agree with him on some of it in that OANN was sharing information that was false. However, his major gripe is that they're being allowed to be carried on network carriers into your Mm -hmm. home. That was Mm -hmm. his gripe. And Mm -hmm. so... Now he's trying to get to say that's not an attempt to get OANN canceled is ridiculous. He also wrote mm. the book Hoax. He wrote this entire book about the conspiratorial, uh, incestuous relationship between Trump and Fox News, saying how it wasn't fit to uh, consume all of this stuff in his book. So he, he, mm. he literally publishes a novel in the wake of the coronavirus about Fox News and their illegitimacy. I'm going to read you a quote from Brian Stelter. Because if I didn't tell you this was Brian Stelter, you would think that this was someone on the right. Because I actually agree with every single word that comes out of his mouth right here. The problem is, is that he doesn't. No one wins in the purity wars. No one I know would excuse racist tweets. And almost everyone agrees we should strive for a more just, equal society. But these internal office battles sap energy away from the real struggle. No offense to McCammond, but her name should not be on the tips of the media world's tongues. Not for something that she did at age 17. So ultimately, Condé Nast failed her. Of course, he's talking about about Alexi McCammond, who was removed from her nascent position at Teen Vogue for tweeting the N-word. Uh, when she was 17 Private years old. message and in a reply or something like that. S- something of this nature. It yeah. was on Twitter. Um, regardless, th- this, I agree with him. I agree with everything he just said. Except for, go screw yourself with a sharp implement because you have spent the past five years on the air decrying the exact same statements that you're writing right here. Where's your Mm. retraction for Nick Sandman? Where's your Mm. apology? And by the way, your standard wasn't that they should be removed from future opportunities, although that's included. You said specifically her name should not be on the tips of the media world's tongues. You shouldn't even be talking about them. However, she was going to be the publisher of a major publication. Nick Sandman was a high schooler, you jackass. Right, right. A high schooler, and you couldn't get his name out of your fat mouth 
And do you want to tell me that you care about cancel culture, Brian Stelter? It's absurd and obscene that you think that you have the moral authority to make that argument now. It is disgusting to me that any individual would engage, not in hypocrisy, I'm a hypocrite sometimes, but the bold-faced lying that Brian Stelter is in this piece right here, and the media laps it up. Laps it up. I think Brian Stelter is a bad man. I'm glad you agree with me, Hunter. And, and, <laughs> and let's, let's be very clear. Let's keep yes. up with the theme here, because here's the theme. Uh-huh. Do you care about the people that might have been hurt by Alexi's tweet? I honestly think there were zero of those people. Sure, right, exactly. Do you, do you actually care about those people? Because the reason that you, that you wanted to bulldoze over Nick Sandman was because he was, he was, he was, he was putting a, a Native American man in danger. Right, uh, right, he, right, right. He was, did you see his face? Did you see that smile? So coy. Right. So self-important. That's the thing that's so funny, too, is like, you know, I, I, I'm fond of saying that kindness isn't a virtue by itself, right? Um, it's not good enough to just be kind. Um, it's also, like, it's not harmful to just be rude. Um, you know, it can hurt people's feelings. It can definitely put a lot of bad vibes into the world, so to speak. Um, but in actuality, the actual harm done by you being rude to somebody is almost nothing. Right. Which, so this kid smirked at somebody. So what? Somebody like, who, who, by and large, was, was intimidating him, not the other way around. Right, right. And I, I'm just kind of mentioning, like, from the beginning of that video where sure. we didn't get to see the whole context of it, you know. Um, there was a way to say, oh, this kid is a jerk. Or there was a way to say, maybe we should wait. You know, and everybody who felt it convenient to say, this kid is a jerk, went with, this kid is a jerk, uh, obviously. Um, but, you know, even, even if it was the worst circumstance, we'd all condemn it. But it's still just being rude. Yeah. You know, and that that's the thing that I think that I find so just troublesome with cancel culture is like it teams up no with micro, microaggressions to make everything violence. Right. And I and I guess maybe people are bored. Uh, maybe <laughs> we just don't have enough wrong with our lives. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know what it is, but I mean, like to both of these, um, both Alexi and um, Nick, you know, and I'm on a first name basis with them both. It's not a big great. Deal. That's very um, awesome. But, but you know, both of them, I don't approve of the worst context that you can take Nick's actions in, which I don't think they were. And I don't approve of the language that Alexa used. But I also don't think that they should be – they were kids, you know? They and, were and kids no, when they did that. There's no, monetar- there's no monetary, physical, direct harm that you can draw from that. Sure. You sure. you can imply that it might it might touch people's emotional state, and to that I would say generally grow up. Not that that's an excuse not to be a nice person. You should be a nice person, but right. I, the idea that other people that it's a tenable society to live in where everyone has to tiptoe around your emotional state is a soci- right. society that no one can exist in. And, right. and so here's the thing. Well, we're proving that every day. I, absolutely. I hope I'm yeah. proving it on this show. Sure. Um, because I will, I, I've no more tap dancing. I'm just going to drop kick everyone's emotional state whenever I possibly can. Here, mm-hmm. here's the the answer again, Hunter. Here's the through line. 
Because I think that a lot of Americans right now are trying to find the common denominator, especially conservatives. How, how can you find the common denominator between these behaviors? Here's the common denominator. They don't care about the people that, that Alexei might have hurt. And they don't care about Nate Phillips, the poor indigenous man that was threatened by a smirk. They don't care. It's completely based on the perpetrator. It's com- completely focused on the one that they perceive to do the wrong. When it right. was Sandman, he's Catholic, he's moderately affluent, and he's white. And he's male. And so, we'll, we'll, we'll drag him under the mud. We'll, we'll talk about him every day on CNN. Every single day. And now, it's Alexi McCammond, who's a friend with the woke nonsense left. And Brian Stelter's standard is, her name shouldn't be even on the tongues of the media. We shouldn't even say her name. Although she's the, she's the editor, or is going to be the senior editor of Teen Vogue. Whereas Nick Sandman is a Catholic schoolboy. And so... So yet again, you've proven that you couldn't care less about the people that you pretend to care about. All you care about is taking pot shots at people that you envy. If Nietzsche was here, he would say, you, are, you're, you rail against those whose equal you are not. That's exactly what we see happening right here. Mm. Precisely. So, Brian Stelter, get bent. And, and don't you ever say, don't you ever talk about the purity wars again. You have absolutely... No leg to stand on when you're discussing when you're discussing cancel culture and the purity wars. You flagrantly lie about what you care about, what you're empathetic towards, and where your allegiances are. And it's it's vomitous to to, to imagine myself engaging in similar behavior sickens me to the to my core. Not to say that I can't, but oh my god. Her name shouldn't even be on the tongues of the media. Get lost, man. Get lost. And the fact that they they think that we're so stupid. Brian Stelter, not all of us have the memory of a goldfish, dude. And we can remember how you've acted the past five years. And for you to come out and say this now because it happened to one of yours, the disdain for which you hold the American people and the general public who listen to the words that you say is palpable and obvious and disgusting. And there's a, so, so if, you, if you sense a little animosity in my tone, if you sense a little open disgust, know that it's there for a reason. Because I am, I am sick with your behavior. Yeah, I think I'm not all good stuff. I think, I think the one thing I want to just add to this that we just I think is important to point out too you know, this isn't a phenomenon of the Biden administration. This was going on in the sexual assault stuff that we were hearing play out at the Supreme Court and with Joe Biden during his campaign. You know, it was one thing if it was the mean, nasty Republican uh, appointed uh, Supreme Court justice, and it was quite another uh, if Biden was being accused of it. And oh yeah, not and so anyway. It's- okay. It's disgusting. Okay, we got one more before we can get on to the, the awful stuff. I think the stuff that puts it in its highest possible relief. Okay. Let's talk about the virus. The what now? The, the Manchu who flung flu. We're talking about Corona, Hunter. I don't know if oh, you've heard oh, about okay. it. What? It's a thing that's been going around. The Kung like flu. The, th- uh, the China virus. No. 
No, um, none of this is ringing a bell. Sorry. Okay. So, <laughs> yet again, we'll we'll talk about some of the hypocrisy that's been going on all here. You've been hearing time and time again from the media and the Biden administration that finally science is back. You know, for the entire Trump presidency, we were asking them to follow the data, follow the science. And, you know, listen to the CDC, listen to your superiors. They'll tell you the truth. Listen to Fauci. It doesn't matter how many times he flip-flops on every single topic, like a sale at Shoe Carnival. I don't know if that worked or not, Hunter. Please, let's, let's not overanalyze it. Okay. okay well, I'm okay, saying okay. he has a lot of flip-flops. Oh, I thought you were saying if he was a doctor. My mistake. Keep going. <laughs> shoe car- the shoe carnival doctor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm dying. Okay. So uh, literally this episode will kill me. This episode will end when I keel over and die on my keyboard. <laughs> now, we've got data from, from um, Israel coming out talking about the retransmission after vaccination. And the reinfection rate after inoculation, either by catching the virus or being vaccinated. And it's effectively impossible. And by the way, it's not just Israel saying that, but it's major members of the uh, health department here in the U.S. that say we fully expect the coronavirus to act like every other virus in that once you catch it, you build a natural inoculation to it. But now we've got Anthony Fauci coming on TV every day to say, oh, well, well, well hold on. You still have to wear a mask. After you've been vaccinated, we can't go back to normal yet. And even the CDC comes out and says, well, yeah, you can meet in small groups only with other vaccinated people. Well, well, then they also say, but if you have been vaccinated and you come to close contact with someone who was a confirmed positive COVID case, you don't have to get retested. So they're not worried at all about, about retransmission, but, but Hey, you still have to, you still have to, uh, to, stay distance from people. You still can't go back to normal. And you go, why are they doing that? What could the possible reason be? Well, follow the suffering. There's a lot of people who have suffered because of the coronavirus lockdowns. Finally, the economy appears to be recovering a bit. Finally, people are getting back to work in some capacity. And we're seeing decreases in the the jobless uh, claims. And, and federal aid claims for unemployment. But these kids, I mean, we're talking about kids that haven't seen their buddies in a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or, or won't have, I should say. Now, there are some schools that are open. There's a lot that aren't. And, the, and, and you have the CDC giving standards for, for reopening schools and then walking back their standards at the behest of teachers unions. Mm. That's weird. What, I mean, what's going on here? And the truth of the matter is that the teachers' unions, for whatever reason, probably because they're full of lazy cronies, won't go back to work. They, you have teachers picketing and, and marching in mass saying, you know, our lives matter, don't reopen the schools. Funny that they can march in a crowd with other adults where transmission is certainly higher than being in schools with children. Well, the the, the whole deal with that is that whole arm is dominated by the political left, right? And so they've bought into whatever theories are being provided on that end about... There's so much wrong with the coronavirus on both sides of this, whereas, like, the 
the, the stereotype on the right is like, don't wear a mask and kiss your grandma. Right. Yeah. Which is not good. And the stereotype for the left would be like, you know, wear 13 mask, never go outside and, you know, let Amazon bring you all the goodies essentially. And the sure. government knows the best. Although um, I'll say, I think that first one is a little bit of a caricature. I mean, the second one we've heard come out of the mouths of actual politicians and actual authorities. And the first one we have not heard from politicians on the right or authorities. And even some of my most conservative friends are being very careful around their parents, et cetera. So I understand that both of those messages are wrong. I'm saying one of those messages is mainstream and the other one very much is not. I, 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 well, see, like, I I think, I think I see it both on both sides of that. Like, I, I think there's a lot of people that are, um, you know, I think there's a lot of people where you can go in like certain states and everything like that, and you can see a lot of people unmasked, not oh. being concerned about uh, their socially distance and anything like that. Um, and then I you agree. Can go to I a- agree with that. I'm talking about the rhetoric. You've never heard a conservative politician other right, than that's not my point. MJT. Okay, fair enough. I'm saying yeah. I, I, I'm just drawing the distinction that from a political stance, one of those is a caricature. Sure. Of, of a, re- a reasonable that. stance, and one of them is the actual mainstream stance. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and I think, you know, possibly if you're in a rural place, it matters less. I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me, too. Um, just given the fact that, you know, the chance for it to spread is probably low. But, um, you know, th- those people are those people that are a part of that teachers union that are out there. I mean, they are so blinded by the information they're getting from one side. Right. right. They're so lost there. And so like, they don't, they don't, they're not evaluating anything. They're not thinking through anything. They're just becoming puppets, so to speak of that ideology. And it's obvious. So it is obvious. Well, and and then let's, let's go look at the perceived victims. I think you'll remember on CNN, the death ticker that counted up for the entirety of the Corona pandemic, uh, which is Trump is responsible for this many hundred thousand deaths. And it ticked up day after day after day after day. Well, where's Biden? Where's the same counter for Biden? Do you see it? Actually, what they're saying about Biden is Biden's responsible for all of these vaccinations. Even though that Operation Warp Speed, which developed a vaccine, a novel type of vaccine, faster than any vaccine's been derived in human history, was a priority of Donald Trump. And he started he started distribution of the vaccine, and we know this because Biden was vaccinated before he was in office. Also, can we, can we, Biden's claiming that he was going to get up to a million vaccines being distributed a day, and he said that was his target after that had already been accomplished. Right. Uh, but, but the media, what did they do? How fast can we eat the horse crap that you're feeding us? And another point to all that that I think is just important is, you know, what what was Trump's plan and to fix the virus? His plan was, here's a bunch of money, companies. Would you like this bunch of money? You can have it. All you have to do is make me a vaccine. Right. And so, like, the lesson that we learned from this entire process is not the science. It's not. It's not the government. It's not. It's big pharma. It turns out. Big Pharma's greed is what saved us from pandemics, right? Yeah. And who who wants to believe that story? The answer is literally nobody because you're not hearing it, yet it's the truth. And the thing that's so crazy the about The capitalists that is, are all pretty jazzed. 
here's something that's insane and i'm not saying this is exactly it you know it, it, it's obvious it's all there's obviously more motivations here uh right doing good knowing that there's a price for doing good you know and it's hard to know where that all all bans out but the simple like argument that you can make is it turns out greed is what we needed to save us from pandemics and that well, could be in perpetuity like we may have found the secret to defeating viruses you know where they cannot destroy the entire human race because this is a good this is a good thing to know if you're a biologist or if you want to know your biology well um a bad virus kills the host that it's in before it spreads so an extremely deadly virus not good yeah right so we may have actually figured out the secret to pandemics with this new technology there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things we don't know about it um i, I i'm I'm slightly skeptical on mRNA vac vaccines for a couple of reasons, but even if that's the case, the Johnson and Johnson vaccine is a good old tried and true, uh, tested, uh, vaccine where it uses like a, a smaller, uh, a small portion a weakened, of the virus. A weakened form of the virus. Right, right. Exactly. And so like, I mean, like we're so, we, we, all this fear-mongering that we used to do over, like, viruses killing us and everything like that, it actually may not be possible anymore. And it, you don't even have to look at it as greed, Hunter. It, it could just be self-interest. Sure. Like, if you want to sure, paint it exactly. in its... But, but paint it in its worst possible light in its greed. Right. And what if right. capitalism been saying to you forever? Align greed with human good and all of a sudden, voila. Because guess what the one yeah. consistent standard is? That we want things and we want more things than we have right now. Sure. Um, but of course, that you're right, Hunter. We're not telling that story. We're going to pretend like it was the federal government, which is nuts. Um, and the, furthermore, even if it was the federal government, it was certainly Trump and not Biden. I mean, it was mm. certainly his plan. That's not even to say that Biden wouldn't have come up with a, a plan like that. It wasn't a terribly complicated plan. But it was it Trump who did it, and it's obvious. It, it, you know how obvious it is? There's video of Biden getting stuck in the arm with the vaccine before he took office. That's how obvious mm. it is. Mm. So, and it, then let's let's take one example of it and blow up blow it up into high relief and look at how it affects the topic today. You've got the Miami lockdowns. So everybody heard over the past weekend that Miami was in a state of panic that people were out partying for spring break and that COVID was surging and that we, they had to lock down Miami because of this. Okay? It's not true. It's not true. And I know that it's not true because all of the police reports, all of the statements from the government in, my, in Miami and Florida, and all of the relevant data never mentioned COVID. Now, the media did because it was convenient for them and you ask yourself why, and uh, it might rhyme with Bob Durantis. However, the the media was showing people milling about without masks on and saying, "Look at this! Look at this! This uh, this is spiking in Florida. That's why they're locking down." No, actually, and you can look up the videos on Twitter. Not that I recommend them. There's flagrant nudity in them. It was actually because of extreme lawlessness happening in Miami. People were coming to Miami for whatever reason. I don't know. I've been there a couple times and uh, can't imagine why anyone would want to be there. But people were going to Miami. They were walking out on thousands of dollars of bar tabs and they were having open brawls and street races outside the bars. There's videos that you can see online of a group of 
all non-white people beating the wigs off of each other, and I mean that literally, it's not just racist, um, in the street, tearing each other's ill-conceived spandex clothes off in a complete open brawl in the I street. You, I think you I think you meant to say it's not racist, not I, it's just not racist. I said what I said, Hunter. They, okay. they, they were, <laughs> I mean, tr- truly beating the wigs off of people, like... Like hair pieces just lying out in the street, it's a right. it's an incredible video from a certain standpoint. And then I also don't recommend you go watch it. Hmm. And the the police shot is obviously a joke for anyone that's not funny. Um, yes. So the woo, woo, woo. oh media matters. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing? <laughs> okay, go um, ahead. I'm not just racist. I'm a lot more than that. Um, <laughs> so, anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm just giving them a sound bite that sounds like I, I just want to make it sound like my chin is as dimpled and rigid as possible. Uh, I don't know if you can sound a whole lot whiter than that. Uh, anyhow, they uh, and and the police in Miami set up a curfew because of the insane anarchy that was going on in the city. Now, the media take that. They openly lie about what's going on. They openly lie about a spike in cases in Florida, and that that's the reason that we have to have this lockdown. And they purport this whole story. Why? Because of Ron DeSantis, because they hate Ron DeSantis, because they don't actually care about the people in Florida. They don't actually care about the people that live in Miami that are being terrorized. They don't care about how the the folks who are committing the crimes are being treated by the police, which they say they care about all the time. And they also don't care because they ran another story about, I don't know if the optics of police showing up in Miami to, to pepper spray uh, minorities is really a good thing right now. Well, you know what? There's people that live there and there's minorities that live in Miami. And a lot of them are saying that they were afraid to even come out of their homes. Mm-hmm. But Ron DeSantis kicked everyone's butt so hard with COVID, including Gavin Newsom and Andrew Cuomo. That they would, they were jumping at the bit for any ammunition to go get Ron DeSantis. People, people who are afraid living in Miami be darned. We're going to twist this into COVID so we can go attack Ron DeSantis, who has whipped our backsides on COVID. Right. Because they hate they're him. Gonna make him. They're going to make him president, but I, I sincerely doubt Ron DeSantis will be your next president. But they're doing everything they can to make that happen. That's for sh- certain. Oh, there worse things could happen for sure than that. Ron sure, DeSantis yeah. over Trump like times a thousand. Like um, times a two twenty million. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. I, I really do love that guy. Um I'm not saying that I would be upset. I'm just saying that it's not going to happen because he will be assassinated. Slayed. Right, exactly. Like, you know, yeah. they'll reactivate the Manchurian candidate. So. Um anyhow, but how does it tie back to our theme? Well, just like this. Ties back to our theme because we don't care about the citizens of Miami. We don't care about the small business owners that are operating restaurants and bars down there. We don't care about the minorities that live there. We don't even care about the minorities that are killing each other out in the streets and beating each other to a pulp. What do we care about? We care about going after Ron DeSantis. We care about the perceived persecutor. That's all these people care about. They do not care about you. They do not care about the little people. They lie about the minorities that they pretend to care about. The only thing they care about is attacking. The only thing they care about is destroying. The only thing they care about is tearing down. And I think that brings us to the last thing that we need to talk about. And that is stop Asian hate. Now, 
We talked about this a lot before. The left is good at branding. Hunter, do you agree that we should stop Asian hate? Yes, I agree with that. Me too, 100%. I think that anybody that hates somebody because of their skin color or their their ethnicity or their origin or their background or their family history uh, has no place in polite society. Now, I believe that it's not the government's job to limit their views and limit the propagation of their views. I think that's an overstep of the, the function of government. But I truly believe that those opinions are worthless garbage. And I'll fight back against them every chance that I get. And if you hold any of those opinions, stop listening to the show. Have I been clear enough? Great. I'm sorry, could you, could you explain that to me one more time? But like slower with littler words. White supremacists should self nap time forever. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that uh, works. I, I'm with you now. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, however, the people who are screaming this at the top of their lungs couldn't give a damn about Asians. Let's jump right. into it. Hunter, I think you've probably done more study on this than I have. Can you tell us a little bit about the shooting in Atlanta, the greater milieu of this uptick in Asian hate crime that we're seeing, and give us the facts for us to build off of? Right. So um, the the truth of the matter is uh, there, there's two things we should say before we get into the specific case that's happened in Georgia. Um, one is crime is up everywhere, dude. Right. Like, uh, I think I think the numbers I was seeing is just in the city of Atlanta, uh, crime is up fifty percent um, year over year. So uh, homicides up one hundred and fifty percent. So it, it's just getting insane. Um, there's a lot more people being hurt and attacked and things like that. Um, and you know this well. The FBI statistics are always a little slow on this. So like getting that all figured out and digested and really making sense of the trends. Hasn't happened yet. Sure. Um, we, there is, I don't know where this data is coming, but some, but what we are seeing is there is a tick up in anti-Asian hate. Um, it's hard to know exactly what that means. Um, is that because Trump said coronavirus and also China like 37 times and people put two and two together and said, why don't we go hurt those China people? You know, it could be, it very well could be. Um, it could also be that people are bored and they're doing more crimes. And it could also be that when you have massive protests, you know, like we did over the summer surrounding Black Lives Matter, people are just like, well, I guess this is the time to get away with something, you know, like the cops won't stop me. Um, so there's sure. there's it's it's not really possible to understand where all that's coming from. Um, so with that being said, in the state of Georgia, uh, a man uh, and that's all of the description we're going to give him because we don't we're not going to in any way honor or give the killer a legacy. I can uh, proudly say, I don't even know his name. Sure. Um, I don't think I could say it either, Chris. Um, so I guess I'm just as good as you are. That makes me feel great. Um, he purchased hey. a, <laughs> he purchased a nine millimeter handgun, um, not an assault rifle, just pointing that out there yet again. Um, and drove to, uh, several, um, uh, Asian massage parlors. Um, I believe it's the Young's Massage that he went to, something like that. The Young's Massage is the name of it 
in uh, Woodstock, Marietta-ish area, Kennesaw, something like that. Um, shot and killed uh, four people there, which appears to be two people uh, in the store, two people who were coming to the store for a massage, and one person he injured. Uh, I don't know if that per- if it was ever said that person died. It was uh, because this is going to become important, not because I'm fascinated by it. It was two Asians, two white people, and a Mexican. Yeah. Okay. And, and it's also important or someone to say of Latino, Latino descent. The 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 um, perpetrator of this crime is white as well. Yes, that's it's fine. Well, and it, it's it's not something I necessarily want to talk about, but it's important to the facts of the case. Um, it's well, important it, to where it's, not it to the facts. It shouldn't be case, important to the facts of the case. It's it important shouldn't. to the narrative because it's the only reason that we know the facts of the case. Right. Then this individual drove down to Atlanta. Um, he shot up the, I think, the apothecary spa and the gold spa. Aromatherapy um, spa. Aromatherapy. And Dude, if there was an apothecary spa. Right. I think that's, <laughs> I think, I think that's me doing that. Um, and shot, um, shot at both of these and killed another four uh, Asian individuals. Um, he then proceeded to try and escape Atlanta uh, and Georgia and go to Florida. Um, had every... Everything points to him doing this uh, to hurt other people in the state of Florida, engaged in a similar business. Um, the question is, of course, why did this happen? Why did this person target? Um, in a strange sense, this is a short-lived serial killer, right? He knew right. he knew his targets. He knew what he was going for. Um, what did he? What was he doing? Um, if you were taking notes of the races, you could say that this person hated Asian people and was going to places where they were at to kill them. Um, and you would be wrong by all the available evidence that we have at the moment. Um, it could be, it could be true. We, we aren't sure, but nothing seems to point us in that way. The individual said that he had what is referred, what he referred to as a sex addiction. Um, and a what, you might Hunter? be wondering a sex addiction. I don't understand. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and so <laughs> he, he had, a, he had a, he had a sex addiction and he was going to these massage, massage parlors, um, in order to, uh, relieve himself of that addiction and uh, what he was planning to do was because this was a temptation that he didn't want in his life he was trying to destroy these places uh, by killing the people who worked at them it's not a very well thought through plan this person obviously has some mental issues uh, they ran away from home as we understand and just absolutely heart-wrenching story absolutely an, an insane act of evil I, I mean just an insane just act of evil a, a, a crazy uh, unhinged thing to do uh for multiple reasons and and obviously a, a you know it came from a, a deep deep place of malevolence and ignorance and darkness and i'm not going to make any excuses for him um it takes all the christian charity in me and some extra that i guess i'm borrowing from the ether not to wish that he just burns for eternity in hell i mean the mm. uh, unmitigated evil ill-conceived um, just a, a horrible thing through and through. So, hmm. yeah. Um, so the media immediately picked up this story and attributed it to their belief that the increase in Asian hate crime is because of Donald Trump, uh, blaming the virus on China. Right. Yeah. Um, and that, that was immediate. Um, and we've seen that narrative be carried forward, uh, we've seen protesting in the state of Georgia, in the city of Atlanta over this, uh, asking people to stop Asian hate. Um, and 
you know, I don't know how much you want to say on that, Christopher, where you want to take it. Um, but I, I, I go, I have two points. I'm not sure they fall into here about this. Uh, go ahead. One is just one is just about the massage parlors themselves, and the other one is just about uh, the cop, uh, one of the cops' comments and how that's been misconstrued. Um, but go ahead, hit us. Okay, with both of those. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things that we saw a lot of people be passion around us when we were uh, younger was this passion conference, which oh, is sure. essentially this com- conference in Georgia, which is about ending slavery. I actually have no idea if they still do it anymore. Um, what, what's really important, and I knew next to nothing about these massage parlors, uh, Chris, prior to this incident. I, I thought they were, uh, you know, like a joke, a stereotype, that they weren't real, that there's no way that could possibly be happening, and just had no idea. Well, kind of fell down the rabbit hole. I went to the websites of these places. I mean, it, it's 10,000% obvious what you're getting. What, you uh, mean the actual places. websites of these businesses or? Yes. Oh, wow. I okay. went to the websites of the Gold Spa. And I mean, it's it's so obvious. Like you just start reading. It's like, come in and get your massage. And it's like a little, It's there's nothing there. And then it's just like an extremely uh, scantily clad woman. Really? Uh, with like stars flying around her. And that's the same thing at this uh, aromatherapy spa as well. And then you go read the reviews Yeah, on read Google. it slow. That'll make people think you hadn't been there, Hunter. Okay. <laughs> and then you go read the reviews at uh, at a, out on Google, right, for these places. And people literally are referring to their uh, experience, so to speak, in the most PG of terms. Sure. So it's like... It's extremely obvious what's going on here, which even lends credence to the shooter's story. A despicable story at that, but the thing that I found just... So the way these things work is they they bring in these poor women from Asian countries, right? Uh, And they basically say, hey, you're here. We paid for your way. You're going to be here. You're illegal. You have no one that you you can go to for help. This is how you make your money now. This is how you live. And if you say anything about it, we're sending you back. Right. Not saying that's exactly what's happening here, but saying that that's, you know, it's more than likely that that seems to be the game here. Right. Sure, sure. Um, and it, that's slavery. That's sexual slavery. You know, that 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 that's what's happening here. No, and, there. It, and so it's just so insane to me to see the people who were so adamant about um, at least I, I would imagine so um, about these passion conferences. Right jumping up to this Asian hate thing when the thing that has been so obvious as the real problem to this, if you really wanted to stop this from happening, like the horrible thing that's happened is yes, guns, but like there are real people, real sex slaves in these stores. And we know it beyond a shadow of a doubt. Now, like the only thing that's keeping us from understanding that is like just the, the most explicit evidence. Right. Sure. And it's just, it's just like, wouldn't you, wouldn't you want that solved right now? Wouldn't you want those people saved? Wouldn't you like if that's what you cared about? And like you're making up a lie instead to fit with your uh, political beliefs so so much and neglecting your spiritual ones to some extent. Sure. And it's well, it's very Hunter, upsetting. To Hunter, me. let's put it this way. I, I want to get back to your second point, but sure. this absolutely ties in with where we're going here because yes. when was the first time you heard "Stop Asian Hate"? Right after this. Yeah, after this specific shooting. And we're going to get back to that too. But if you actually stand up for women, if you actually stand up for for 
victims and Asian victims at that. Where were you before this? Right. Where where were you before when this was happening? Right. Where were you were happening when the when when it's clearly Asian women being like dragged into this mess? Yeah. And, and and by the way, on the same vein, you know, there's a bunch of Asian descent Uyghur Muslims mm. that are being tortured in concentration camps and forced sterile being forcibly sterilized right now in China, which mm. we've talked about a lot on this show. You know, when are we going to talk about them? I mean, we'll run Stop Asian Hate on every Chiron, on every Chiron, uh, on every left of center news channel in America right now. But we'll, we'll say maybe two or three words about Uyghur Muslims, if that. And, and not only that, we'll carry water for China that says that there's nothing going there. Now, the, the government can, the government has, and several members of, of the UN Security Council has spoken out and declared this a genocide, etc. But I haven't seen a single picket sign. I haven't seen a single poster board art project saying, stop Asian hate. I haven't seen a single, or, or stop Asian hate in China against Uyghur Muslims. You ready for the, for the, hook because that was just the jab a bunch of you shut your mouth when hong kong was being mowed down by its own government last year and and a bunch of big names too lebron you want to come out and talk about black lives matter but you won't open your mouth when those who yearn to be free are crying for democracy in the streets and being paid with bullets for their trouble but the masters in the NBA told you you weren't allowed to say anything because your jersey sells pretty well over there. And so you're going to jump on the Stop Asian Hate bandwagon now because it's the, it's the cause du jour. But you didn't have anything to say about that Asian hate. Hmm. And this isn't whataboutism. It's, it's not that you have to speak out about everything to be right about anything. It, it, it's that... You specifically said, don't talk about this. And you encourage other members of the league not to talk about this. Because it's what you were told to do. And now you care. Now you care. So I'm not in the business of saying you have to be against everything to be against anything. But I am in the business of saying if you openly cover for sins... By the numbers, much worse than this one. But you're going to pretend like this really gets to you, like this really eats at your soul? I don't believe you, you piece of trash. And that goes for anyone. That goes for anyone who enabled politicians or held water for China when they were rounding up people in Hong Kong and mowing them down. And now you want to jump on the stop Asian hate bandwagon because guess what? It's a hashtag or you could put a filter on your Facebook profile or it's trendy. And that is spe- Hunter, to your point, that especially goes to people in the Christian community. That especially right. goes to you. So if you're yeah. supporting people like Kamala Harris, for instance, who won't talk out about what's happening in China because Joe Biden and them are real chummy. If you won't, if you won't, if you didn't speak out about that, and you supported her in her doing of that, and now you wanna, you wanna do the hashtag, you're a liar, is what you are. You're a liar. You don't, you don't care about Asian people at all. I think that's, I think that's such a good point. I think the thing that's like obvious with all of this, if you really care about Asian hate, and um, how specifically Asian women are being just 
destroyed. I think it's just the best way to say it. What, where were you when all these other places are, are existing? How are you not moved to just absolute tears and trying to fix that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's not in I vogue. Mean, right. And that, that's the thing is like, I, I get, I guess there is, I guess Louis Giglio isn't, isn't standing up in the middle of a stadium telling you to care about sexual slavery. So you forgot today. Like, I, I, I just don't understand. Well, um, honey, let's dive anyway. a little bit deeper there because that's, that's where I want to go. Or did you have another point? The only thing I wanted to say is that the police chief at one point set, was talking about uh, the shooter, and he and he was speaking about the shooter's uh, testimony to him, and said that the, he had a bad day, um, and this is what he did, and the entire yeah. media just pounced on that guy, and it was awful and gross, and it shows once again, uh, you know, the whole game that's being played. So sure. anyway, I don't know if we need to say more to it than that. Yeah, this is this a, it's just a media claptrap joke. Um, sure, sure, so sure. First, I want to talk about the. I, I want to dive a little bit deeper because I actually think that that this issue throws things into the highest relief for the same theme that we've been talking about today. And hopefully, I'll wrap it up quickly. I know we're a little long in the tooth here, but here's here's what I've been seeing. For first of all, there might very well be a rise in hate crimes against the Asian community. By all relevant data, there is. Like Hunter said, there's a rise in crime in general. However, um, if there's a rise in hate crimes against the Asian community, that is something that I care about. That's something that I wish wouldn't happen. Now, we need to be clear, though, because what we're being told right now by the media is that Asian people have been living in fear since this COVID thing kicked off because of jokes about bat soup and Trump calling it the China virus. So... I looked up some statistics um, in this in this vein. I looked up some statistics about hate crimes, and the truth is kind of telling here. So let's go through some of that just to talk, just so we're clear about what we're talking about when we're talking about hate crimes. And I think it's especially important to remember that stop hate, Asian hate wasn't a thing that was written anywhere until after this shooting this week. You didn't hear about it, and that's important to remember. So, um, hate crimes in the United States. 52% are committed by white people, 52.5. This is, a, this is according to justice.gov. And 23.9% are committed by black or African Americans. Another 14.6% are committed by people of an unknown race, and there's some fudge in those numbers there. So... Obviously, white people commit the most hate crimes in America. Also, white people are the most prevalent people in America. When you look at the census.gov statistics for race, and this is back in 2019, population estimates, all, all these statistics are from 2019, by the way. That's the latest statistics that we have for these types of things. Um, we see that there are currently 76.3% white people in America and 13.4% black people. So when you look at the propensity by race to commit a hate crime, white people underrepresent and black people overrepresent. 17% commits 23% of the violence, while 76% co uh, creates 53% of the violence. So you see the inversion there. Okay, that's important to keep in mind. It is, and here's why. Because when we look at the crimes that were committed motivated by race, violent hate crimes against different races, we'll, we'll see some other relevant data. This is specifically violent hate crimes. 
In America, 43.5% of violent hate crimes are committed by whites, while 38.8% are committed by black people. And you can further derive from that, as we're drilling down into these statistics, that that a lot of the hate crimes that are committed are committed out of an anti-African or anti-black bias. Only 15.7% are uh, perpetrated out of an anti-white bias. Here's the real teller. 4.4% of racial-based hate crimes are committed with an anti-Asian bias. So 4.4% of victims um, are Asian when we're talking about hate crimes. Now, we'll do a little math here. In 2019, there was 4,930 violent hate crimes in the U.S. And if you divide that by, um, by what is it, 0.44, multiply by point, uh, 0.044 to get the total number of those hate crimes that happened against the Asian community, we're talking about 216 crimes. 216 crimes. I'm not saying that's irrelevant. 217 if you round differently. I'm not saying that that's irrelevant. But a 50% increase in 216 is just over 300. This, this wave that we're pretending is, is gripping an entire population in fear, we're talking about 300 hate crimes. Now, by proxy, if we want to talk about waves of hatred and waves of violence, in 2019 there were 1,715 hate crimes committed against the Jewish community. Uh, I'm sorry, against um, Americans based on religious bias, I should say. And 60.2% of them were against the Jewish community. You know, we talk about anti-Islamic hate all the time. Only 13% of religious-based hate crimes were were anti-Muslim or anti-Islamic bias. 60.2% were committed against the Jewish community. That leaves 1,029 crimes. 1,029 hate crimes against the Jewish community in 2019. Now, we have also seen an uptick in Jewish hate crime. So I'm not adjusting them upwards because we don't need to. You can talk about reasons to live in fear. I mean, certainly 1,000 is bigger than 300, and that's before we even adjust it. Now, one of the reasons that we don't talk about these crimes so much, and this is why it's unfortunately relevant, uh, the color of the shooter's skin in this uh, specific case, is because a vast... Uh, I'll say a plurality of these crimes are not committed by white people. A plurality of crimes against Jews in America are not committed by white people. And a plurality of crimes against Asians are not committed by white people. In fact, it's, it's interesting that white people very rarely commit hate crimes against Asian Americans. Black people actually take number one spot. They, they almost tie Asians, which all, all races tend to commit more crime against themselves than other races commit against them. However, black people almost outpace Asians in committing hate crimes against themselves, which I know that sounds funny to say. That's just the stats. And that's been going on since 2019. Say there was an uptick. Did it all come from the white community? Is that reasonable? I don't think that it's reasonable. But why are we talking about stop Asian hate now? You need to ask yourself that question because it looks to me like we're talking about it now because it's inconvenient. I'm sorry, because it's convenient 
The perpetrator yes. in this case is convenient for them. And look, this isn't an excuse for hate crime. If that's what you take away from this, you are truly an idiot. What this is, is pointing out the double standard that continuously plagues the media and focuses on the perpetrator and not the victims themselves while claiming to care about the victims. The main perpetrator of anti-Asian hate crime have been black people, historically. And yet we're, say, we're being told that this wave of anti-Asian hate is an outcropping of white supremacy. Explain to me how that's possible. Now, now I don't believe that black people are hateful. By the numbers, they're not. Most black people are good people. The vast mm-hmm. majority of them are great people. Mm-hmm. However, if you want to play this idiot race game with the statistics, the numbers do not break in the favor that white supremacy is the main issue plaguing America. Hmm. It just doesn't break that way. And it it doesn't even break that hate crime against Asians is the main problem plaguing America. I mean, it's amazing to me that we're going to have signs and billboards and placards and TV spots about stop Asian hate. And we just never talk about the Jews. It's amazing to me. It's, I'm not engaged in a gotcha. I'm, I'm asking the question, what is going on here when the fall of the science crowd won't look at the statistics? And why is it that this makes major headlines? Look, I understand that this is a horrible story. It's a terrible story. And when I, when I first heard it, I thought, oh my God, I cannot believe. I mean, the family of those victims. And that's, that's how we started the show. But then comes the politicization. I'll tell you what I saw from a bunch of my friends. I saw a bunch of of my woke friends posting with big smirks and big smiles because they were given a chance to explain the intersectionality between between misogyny and anti-Asian bias. You know, in all of my consumption of media I saw exceptionally few cases of people expressing any kind of sorrow for the victims and their families Hmm. what I saw in spades especially from the more woke among us was a obscene focus on the perpetrator It got me twisted for a little bit, to be honest. Because I know we all jump at opportunities like this to make it political. But there came a point where I got legitimately concerned that every story and every TikTok and every post that I saw about this issue was from a gleeful, smiling, woke moron that was happy that they got a chance to take pot shots at white people and explain how educated they were on intersectionality instead of spending one second talking about the victims. And Hunter, you made a great case. There's not even good evidence that this is, that this is a hate crime, at least based on the skin color of the victims. 
But we're all going to lie about that. And at the same time, we'll acknowledge the victims exactly zero. It, it got to a point where it wasn't just... It wasn't just... A lack of focus on the victims. It wasn't just a... A premeditation and a preoccupation with the persecutor. It got to a point where the emotion that people were having was glee. And it's really disturbing that that's what we see. I don't know how you can focus on the victim less than to respond with joy at a mass shooting because it gives you a chance to attack somebody that you don't like. To make it about you. And there was a lot of it. It was all over the place. And that's what the politicization of this does. You know, Hunter, I, I saw this video this week about Steven Crowder. And it's what helped me form some of these thoughts. Crowder had a rant where he he was talking about the black grants for American farmers. And he made some jokes that were considered racist by some wokesters. Some of them were pretty tough. Some of them were pretty funny. Regardless, this guy posted a review of it. And his ending thought was that on the same day that this came out, a transgender individual accused Steven Crowder of approaching him, her, when he, she was 17. And... Offering they $1,000 for sex. Okay, it's not true. The person took the tweet down and deleted their whole Twitter, in fact. However, this guy concludes his video by saying, you know, I don't know if it's true because they did take it down. However, there's a certain amount of schadenfreude that the same day that he would go on this vile, you know, vile racist screed that his his victim would come forward and he goes so i like to believe that it's true hold on a minute you want to believe that steven crowder statutorily raped a 17 year old you want that to be the true story because here i thought you cared about victims of sexual violence and here i thought you cared about the trans community but you're saying that in your worldview, you would prefer it if a trans child was raped so that you could take a shot at Steven Crowder. No, you put it in those terms and no one would say that's how they feel. But that's what comes out when these people aren't paying attention. Yes, I hope the victimized groups that I pretend to care about are injured so that I can attack my enemies. And I'm not putting words in anybody's mouth. He said it openly. And then I go and I watch these videos of people explaining, well, actually what you need to understand is that the intersectionality between Asian women and violence and Asian women and sex work, and they end with a little smirk and a little smile. Guard your soul. Guard your soul. These are real people that are being hurt. And it's not about you. And when you're not watching 
the most malevolent thing imaginable creeps in, which is that I wish for the destruction of the innocent so that I can attack those whose equal I am not. It's a disgusting pattern. It's a disturbing trend. And you know what I thought first, Hunter? I thought, man, I wonder if I've done that. And you know what? I think if I'm being honest, I probably have. Sure. Yeah. Uh, This is great for my priors. Yeah. And, you know, not not analyzing those who have been hurt. We can all fall into that trap Mm. for sure. But I see it rampant, rampant right now around this stop Asian hate. It's not backed up by the science. It's not backed up by the fact pattern in this specific case. It's not caring about the victims. It's not. My sincere hope in saying that is not as a gotcha. Honestly, it's not. Because um, yeah, I've seen it. I, I, I saw the malevolence in full force. And, and I mean, think about something so perverse. To, to subconsciously be happy at the death of, of the relatively innocent because it confirms your priors and allows you to bash your competition. Mm. I mean, that's one, that's one of the worst things that you can think of, and yet it's everywhere. And it might be in you too. It's probably in me. But that's what this, that's what this lying and this post-truth culture leads to. Mm. That that's what this every story that we talked about this week, and I, I know we talked probably too long for anyone to still be listening, but every story that we talked about this week is this preoccupation with the persecutor. It's a preoccupation on who I can destroy, and you use the you use the victims like fodder to launch mortars at them. Yeah. It's a disgusting thing to do. And from the same crowd that's carrying signs that say stop Asian hate now, last year they said kill Andy No. What about that Asian hate? Let's be a little consistent. Because you might turn around in a couple years and not like what you see. And not like who you are and not like where you've been and who you were there with and what you were doing. And you might turn around in a couple of years and realize that you don't give a damn about Asian hate. You only care about destroying those who you envy. So that's Carl pulling this week. I think this is getting worse before it gets better. But if the whole country decides that victims are useful landmine testers in this battlefield that we've created, don't be a part of it. Don't lose your soul over this fight. Yes. And don't become something that you pretend to hate. Anyhow. Shut it down. If you saved this long, you'd know where to find us at. Send your emails. Tell us what we got wrong. We love you guys. Um, can we say get vaccinated now that we're this close, or do people still need to get tested? You always have to get tested, honey. It'll never stop. Listen no, to I, just, I just did it. I just did it. Follow the I science, you bigot. I, 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 get tested. Bye. Bye.